Welcome to episode 17 of the Plant Witch Podcast, where we part the veil and move into the other worlds together. This episode is being recorded in Pittsburgh, where I'm visiting my very best friend. So I'm recording this episode outside. You will hear traffic, you will hear birds, you will hear neighborhood sounds. Um, Just a warning. So this week we are talking about destiny, the fates, the crossroads between free will and the prescribed destiny of our soul. The Greeks had three godlike or goddess-like beings that they called the Moirae or the Fates. Their names were Clotho, Lachesis, and Atropos. Or Atropos. And they were responsible for weaving and cutting the thread of life for each and every person that is born. Clotho spins the string or the, the thread that is assigned to each person's life force. Lachesis measures its length. So how long will each person be alive? And what challenges and circumstances will they be faced with during that length of time? And the eldest of the three, Atropos, cuts the thread when the time is right, ending a person's life. In the Scandinavian and Norse mythology, we have the Norns. Um, It's thought that the word Norn is derived from the word to twine. So again, they are weavers of the thread of life. The Norns live at the base of Yggdrasil, the world tree, and they water it and tend to it and keep it alive. They also spin and weave the lives of humans. Their names are Word, Skold, and Verdandi. That which was, that which is, and that which will be. Of course, this is very oversimplified and some people don't agree with those translations of their names, but it feels like a sort of um, beginner's level way of understanding what these Norns might have been up to or might be up to. It is said that the Norns keep one hand on the world tree and one hand on the threads that they are working. And through the hand on the world tree, they are able to feel the way that that thread connects to all other threads and the way that any stitch in their weaving affects all other stitches in the weaving. So as humans who have um, for centuries now been working with the idea of free will, how do we reconcile the idea that there are these beings overseeing 
every aspect of our lives along with this idea that we are free to choose. And for me, this requires us to step outside of linear time and into a co-creative partnership with deity. It seems to me like beings like the Norns and the Moire are a representation of this organizing feature of the divine mind that holds together all of this universe. And this divine mind orchestrates the major sort of circumstances and events and challenges of a lifetime. And it is possible for us to work with those those beings through a deep centeredness in our own awareness and our own connection to the root of the world tree that exists within each of us just as the norns can have their hand on the world tree to feel the vibration of all the threads of all beings we can touch our own thread and the part of the world tree that we are connected to to feel more deeply into the divine will or the will of all so that we can use our free will in harmony with the will of the fates and the divine mind there's something so inherently difficult for humans about um embracing and drawing in the larger picture for our own lives. You know, we really want this individualist and ambitious and successful achievement of our own life and our own existence. And it can be hard to want to anchor that free will and that choice in the overarching story of which we are a part. And yet, when we do that, there is such a freedom and a liberation that comes from finding our place in the greater story. Putting our efforts and our individual will in alignment with the will of the divine that orchestrates all things. So if we look at the Norns and the Moire as archetypal organizing forces of the universe, sort of like the fractal mind that emerges out of chaos. And we lean into trusting that fractal mind to see things that we cannot see and to understand things that we cannot understand. We come into this place of accepting the circumstances that landmark our lives and not accepting them in a way of being resigned or nihilistic or fatalistic, but accepting them as knots in the tapestry, you know, places where we're tied to the will and karma of other people and places where we can work our will for justice and for compassion and for the awakening and the growth of the whole world tree. And so when the Norns see fit to tie our knot to a particularly challenging event or circumstance, 
then we can imagine that our life force and our individual personal will is being invited to make an imprint, to make a difference, to add the particular shade of our thread to the tapestry that is working itself out over time for all beings, for all sentient beings. And so we're not ever a victim in this great unfolding tapestry. Um, We are always invited to lend our will to the divine will of whatever it is that is being worked out. So whether that issue is in times past, the issue of slavery, in times present, the issue of, of equality. However we are on the um, receiving end or perpetuating end of these knots in the fabric, our particular and personal life changes the shade, the color, the design for the tapestry of all of us. And I think this is something that the ancients understood. They understood that each of us was like a a really unique and beautiful contributor to the greater loom and the greater weaving of all things. And that there are weavers whose hands are directing the, the movement and the pattern and the outcome of all of this because you know we don't manifest everything right so those of us in the sort of new age movement who um really believe that we manifest all illness and we manifest all tragedy and we manifest all of our obstacles i would say that we're partnered with the universe and all of the things that happen in our lives but we're not calling those things into us. They are part of the greater weaving. They are part of the, the wholeness of life on this plane. And so even um, the times when we're experiencing something really, really tragic, the death of a child or the illness of someone we really love or the degradation of the environment like these are all things that are a part of the greater turning of life on this planet in this plane of existence and it's not anything we asked for and it's not anything we're choosing but it's something we're invited to participate in for the evolution and the growth of all things and so when we develop relationship with the norns with fate We don't fight anymore the reality that we find in front of us. We see instead an invitation to participate. And so recently in my own life, I have been confronted with some personal challenges where people I love and care about seem to have chosen suffering in a way that felt avoidable to me. And rather than feeling a victim of their choices, I feel invited to their karma. I feel invited into the 
the pattern that's being made out of these choices and how can I lend my life energy to this pattern to make it more harmonious, more whole, more beautiful, to uplift the whole vibration of the fabric, to uplift the whole health of the tree of life. How is my particular life and my particular will invited into that as a contributor? And the best way I can see in any situation to lend our energy to the, to the greater tapestry is to take really good care of our vibration, to make sure it's as high as it can be for us, to make sure it's as whole and as healed and as in integrity as possible. So that when I'm showing up, I'm showing up in a healthy heart-centered way, not out of my wounds. And when my wounds are really, really hugely activated, it's hard to feel my sovereignty. It's hard to feel invited as a contributor into life. And it can feel a lot more like things are happening to me. I'm a victim. Why does this have to happen? Um, and when I'm in that place, I know that there's a part of me that's suffering and I need to attend to that suffering so that I can show up more fully, more in love for the circumstance I find myself in. I have found it helpful in my own practice to do a journey to the fates and to sit at their feet and to feel the field that they generate around themselves and around the tree of life, the world tree and to ask them what is asked of me as I take up my own thread into my hands in cooperation with them. What is asked of me? What am I particularly bringing to this earth today, now, in this time? There's a poem that um, really reminds me of this work of taking up our thread. It's called The Way It Is by William Stafford. There's a thread you follow. It goes among things that change, but it doesn't change. People wonder about what you're pursuing. You have to explain about the thread, but it is hard for others to see. While you hold it, you can't get lost. Tragedies happen, people get hurt or die, and you suffer and get old. Nothing you do can stop times unfolding. You don't ever let go of the thread. And for me, that thread is essence, my particular essence. Who am I in this world? What do I bring to the tragedies that happen? What do I bring to the people who get hurt or die that I love? What do I bring as I suffer and get old? And how can I keep that essence intact no matter what happens, no matter what kind of tragedy I'm invited to, no matter what kind of oppression I'm invited to participate in as the receiver or the perpetuator? How can I bring that to consciousness in a way that fortifies the integrity of my thread, of my essence? 
that seems to me to be the greatest contribution we can make to this greater tapestry. To hold the thread, to tend the thread, to celebrate the thread, the particular shade, the particular texture of our own essence. And I have found the Norns, the Fates, to be wise and loving guides to help us take up our own thread. And so even though we don't always have the power to change the circumstances we find ourselves in, we do have the power to unite our will with the will of the divine that's working through that circumstance. And in my perspective and in my experience, the will of the divine is always leaning towards justice, always leaning towards wholeness, always leaning towards cooperation and expansion. And so the shift in me, anytime I'm coming up against suffering or resistance in myself, how can I fight for justice in this situation? How can I be more compassionate in this situation? And that opens the door for my true will to come forward. Not the small, willful self who wants what she wants when she wants it. All obstacles be damned. That is a very narrow view of the personal will. But to anchor into our true will. The will to join our life to this larger tapestry. Um, for me, that's, that's the real invitation that we are all being faced with every day, all the time. So thank you again for joining me for this, the 16th episode of the Plant Witch Podcast. If you're looking to connect with me between episodes, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at The Rebel Herbalist. You can also find me at my website, therebelherbalist.com. And now you can book sessions with me at Symmetry Holistic Collective in York, Pennsylvania where I also help to curate a collection of magical items to enhance your journey. I'll see you next time and it's time to come back to life.